They're just kids. Kids! I want them found now! Or I'll tear out your liver! Maybe you can hum the theme song. Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong. While the memory's not too strong, there's a piece of you from a time long gone. So while these fuzzy warm feelings remain, question we ask is still the same. Is it a treasure or just plain lame? Is this still good? Hello, and welcome back to... Uh, I forgot. I forgot the name of the podcast. If you remember, if you could write us into Still Good, there it is. Is this still good? I'm uh, I'm one of your hosts, Sage Bilderbeck. I'm another host. With me, as always, is another host. That's true. This is Gavin Murray. And uh, Sage, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, this is a podcast about uh, removing nostalgia goggles and revisiting childhood treasures and just seeing how everything works out. And boy, are we doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that alone, just the two of us. That is correct. In dark corners of rooms. I mean, I lit my room. Oh, I should have done that. Is there anyone else joining us to today, Sage? Yes, uh, we have my good friend Scott Wickman, who is a producer of funny things, and let's be honest, a lot of not funny things in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing all right, uh, producing not funny things at the moment, so pretty solid. Scott, what did you bring for us today? What did I bring for you? I brought you probably one of the most 90s-defining childhood movies ever made three ninjas uh and are these ninjas that surf no not to be confused with surf ninjas are they turtles they are not ninja turtles do any of them do jim kata no are two of them dragons there's no dragons I don't actually get that reference. Just going for double dragons. I, I, double I, these dragons. Oh, two of them. Yes. <laughs> I got it. You were there. I was not. Mm-hmm. Now. No, there's three of them now, I remember. Yeah. There's three. That's <laughs> It's in the title. It kind of helps you remember that there's three ninjas. Which is why I don't like that there's four of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Very inconsistent. Selfish, even. And like six kids, I feel like, or am I misplacing that? Oh, we can get into that if you want. I know all about that. That can come we later. We will get into that. <laughs> first, I want to know, now as I understand it, you watched this movie for, for the first time last week and you just loved it so much that you called up your buddy Sage and Gavin and said, hey, let me talk about this on your podcast. Is that correct? That is incorrect, sir. This has been a staple since my childhood. I I first saw this thing when I was probably nine or ten years old like just a few years after the first one came out um the and i remember watching it with my younger brother who's three years younger than me and when you're 10 years old (laughs) this movie is killer and can maybe get you in trouble because you decided to go into the basement and start practicing your karate skills on the particle board walls and punching holes at about you know like three feet high like just right at that like little kid height and then trying to hide them with bins in the basement and then your dad finds like a week later just a bunch of three foot holes in the wall and then you get in trouble for watching ninja movies that's an extremely specific hypothetical very specific but i'm pretty sure everyone did it it was not yeah no i mean that's very close to two stories i have (laughs) (laughs) You just replace uh, particle boards with my friends. <laughs> yeah, I was assuming little brother was where you were going with that, to be honest. <laughs> no, we uh, we definitely teamed up on the walls. Like, Good you know, it, was a, it was a group effort just beating the hell out of those walls. Uh, and then, you know, in reality, it led to a very important thing, which is a life skill of I learned how to help my dad put up drywall because hey. we had to change all the walls. So... And that's I that's mean, what '90s karate movies are all about. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just the '80s ninja movies where they made you wash cars, and right. the '90s are about drywall. Where are you um, during this story when you're when you're ten? Um, oh, you're not man. in San Francisco at this time, are you? No. So I I grew up 
Uh, as a, a military brat, my uh, dad was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. So I grew up moving every two years or less. I was in oh, four countries in like nine states by the time I was 18. So at 10 years old, um, I was trying to think exactly where I was. I think at this point in time, I was in... I was in New Mexico. No, I was in Virginia. I was in Virginia at the time. I was on the Virginia side of DC, Washington, D.C. You kind of move around a lot to get those two confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I was born in London. Like, it starts off, like, you know, thrown all over the place. So, um, yeah, no, I was, I was in Virginia because uh, that's I, I the only reason I remember that is because I remember that's the house with the basement that I beat up so you know <laughs> pretty tough on basements when I was a kid um and uh you know I mean nine ten that's also like at the age when you think you can just do anything mm-hmm. so a movie like this like you're mentally suddenly like I can be a ninja like that's oh, totally. a thing well, I mean, like if these that's kids a career. Can do it. That's a career path, right? Like I can, I can do that. And and part part of this was was legitimately a reason that at that age I signed up for karate. I convinced my parents I needed to be in karate classes. Completely one of the major reasons as I watched this, and I was just all like, my my training's late, man. These <laughs> these kids these kids started so much younger than me. I got to catch up. How much karate did you do? I think I was in there for like maybe two months. Okay. <laughs> Very, yeah. I, I I think the uh, the whole idea of of uh, discipline that mm-hmm. they have in the actual karate classes did not jive with the rambunctious nature of what I felt I should be doing. Yeah, as which is spin kicks all the time. Oh yeah, and oh, I, let's let's put it this way: I got pretty buff in that two months for like a nine ten year old because uh their punishment when you got out of line was to basically make you do anywhere from five to ten push-ups and that happened a lot and so you know i was cranking out push-ups like a monster for a nine-year-old it was it was pretty great (laughs) (laughs) i I think back about like how many push-ups i could do as a kid and it is so much more than i could do now as i train to actively increase my push-up amount well let's be honest though how's your form compared to when you were a kid uh impossible to say man (laughs) i think it's probably better now i don't i don't know though yeah i signed up for kung fu after like when i was in college just because i had neo's voice ringing in my head Uh, right because he knows kung fu i know kung fu Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I never actually made it to class. It was one of those, you know, you trade it, you only have a certain amount of units you can take in college. So I would sign up for Kung Fu and drop it for something that seemed a little better for career wise. But every, every semester, I signed up for like 20 times. You could have been a Kung Fu master. Could have, you know, instead starting, just, starting at late grade 18. Yeah. Instead, you're just some <laughs> asshole with a podcast. Uh. <laughs> well, we I all? did. I did a little bit better. I made it to brown belt in Taekwondo. And it was like the only way we got to leave my little village uh, was we would go, we would take a ferry to the next little village and we would have competitions in Taekwondo. I did that from six to five to ten. I have no idea the actual timeline. <laughs> I shouldn't even guess. I know I like my parents signed me up from gymnastics and at some point that just became Taekwondo. And I also did some judo. I, I, like that, I know you're explaining Alaska, but I keep like picturing like there's a little picturesque... village in the Himalayas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they teach Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where your your worth as a man is, uh, <laughs> yeah, Taekwondo in the Himalayas. Sure. Yeah. See that 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 like four or five years of Taekwondo there was like on another level. It's actually worth like ten or more in the United States of Taekwondo. Yeah, it's, it's like a- AP Taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, Honors so class lost. really. but i feel like we have enough uh of a grasp of of geography from that as as this movie does (laughs) yeah oh boy did you uh so you did two months of karate and and that's it yeah i was i've always been even as i got older in in life i've always been one of those people that kind of 
likes trying everything. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of things that I've signed up for, and I was like, "That's cool," and like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm super gonna do this." And then like two months later, I'm like, "Yeah, I did it for two months." I, I feel don't. You. This doesn't really fit my lifestyle. I'm gonna. But now you've on. got cursory knowledge. Oh of, yeah. Uh, you know. It, what is oh, it? Yeah. Jack, jack of all trades, master of some. Um, I don't know no. about the whole master of some part, but I got... I was trying to give you the benefit of that. No, it's okay. I made it to that first checkpoint on Duolingo for about eight languages. I only speak two. So Hey, that's awesome. It's still good. It's, the, I mean, uh, it's fun, but it's not a useful skill to be able to order <laughs> apples in Italian. Hey, that one time, you you're going to be on it. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I did... I did fencing, I did um, uh, boxing, I did, uh, you know, every sport known to man. Although sports, when you got more into, like, organized sports, when you got, like, into, like, high school and stuff, that was something that was more than a, lasted longer than the two-month period. But, like, younger, oh, yeah, jumped all over the place. You know, oh, I'm going to paint, oh, I'm going to, you know, do this, I'm going to do that, just all over the place. And, um, you know, it... It caused me to gain not a whole lot in my early childhood. <laughs> well, you're also – you made gains. One thing I remember because I, I thought I moved around a lot, but you've completely thrown that out the window in terms of me just living in the Bay Area and hitting different cities. Uh, but I remember like having to restart friendships a lot and like, you know, jumping around like that. Do you feel like this – did this movie – was this – did this become something like, you know, uh, having N64 that you bring friends over to – like was there some sort of – Way that this was something you could take to, you'd go to a new school, a new Three uh, Ninjas movie would come out, and all of a sudden you could rally, you'd find your people through these movies. <laughs> Is that a little too um, much to hope for? <laughs> yeah, that's way too much to hope for. No, we, I, I mean, I, I found my people by just running around and being loud, and then people would usually find me, and I was just like, that sounds up? like the Three Ninjas kind of audience, though. It is. <laughs> likely likely i mean i it, it was one of those things that i think the few times that it ever got brought up in school there was this like weird almost like silence about it to a degree because in the age group you were start uh, that i was mm-hmm. in you know i was starting to get into like you know i was like 10 and then you're getting a little bit older and so you're starting to get into the age group where it's like yeah like yeah like what i've seen, I've seen him you know, yeah, yeah, but you can't really you can't you can't, can't, enjoy you, things, you can't really be movie. like. I love these movies. Like, oh, Hulk Hogan's in it. I mean, maybe I'll see it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you're in the theater with like day one, and you're just like, I'm eating popcorn, <laughs> like ready to rock. Like it's gonna be amazing. And you know how how can you how can you not be excited about a movie that has like 17 words in the title, like. Uh, three ninjas high noon at mega mountain like we've we've lost that yeah. in this day and mastered age. commander on the far side of the universe yeah exactly like there's just so many so many long word titles that i, I just you know there's not as many in our modern age it's something we lost or at makeshift benefit for glorious nation of kazakhstan exactly it's that's a good you know mess with the people that have to put it up on a marquee you know <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll just shorten it to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very important question before we really go into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 25 years or whatever since you first saw Three Ninjas, about how many ninjas have you met? You know, here's the thing. Technically speaking, I might have met a bunch, but I didn't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Think well, about it. If they were good ninjas, you probably wouldn't know. I would, Gavin, I would argue Gavin. if a ninja's around you, like you're not meeting them. <laughs> if there have just been ninjas in the shadows throughout your life, no, you, I'm I'm saying I'm saying that you meet someone, and unlike a normal career or like say you're in college and everyone's like what's your major you, yeah. this person isn't volunteering the information that they're a ninja that's similar to like volunteering the information that you're like 
I don't know, an a FBI spy. narc yeah. or a CIA spy or something like that. I feel like I've, I have the possibility. There is the possibility in my life that I've met one and I didn't know. And he's that dude just like chatting kind of quiet in the corner of like some party holding a beer and on the inside of his head. And he goes, none of these people know that I'm a ninja. <laughs> I feel like that would be why you'd become a ninja. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying possibly many, possibly very few. But I'm not ruling out the possibility that I've met at least one. One you thing know, ninjas are you... very good at is hiding the numbers of their ranks. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that's one of the lessons mm-hmm. that's taught, I'm assuming, in one of these movies as well. Although I will say that we're definitely going by the code of what we think in general about ninjas and not by what the standard <laughs> ninjas are in these movies at all. <laughs> you know what, Scott? I, I, I'm digging your worldview of, oh, you know, everyone <laughs> might be a ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that, but with Russian spies. Fantastic. See? Are you ready to get into this movie? I, I suppose so. <laughs> All right. I feel very ready to summarize this movie. Usually I stutter a bunch and pass it off, but I think I, I got it, if you'll permit me. Please. Th- this this one made me nervous. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, this movie's very afraid to have a plot, so it's not a lot to do. All right. Every summer... Three white brothers, Rocky, Colt, and Tom Tum, go out to a cabin to train with their very Japanese grandpa at his stunt double, learning the way of ninjutsu. Parallel to this, their martial arts-hating father is actually an FBI agent on the hunt for Snyder, who is a vague crime baddie. Snyder is in a warehouse selling arms to some sort of chic character, except, oh no, he's actually an FBI agent, which of course he is. It's a very white actor pretending to be a chic. A horde of FBI agents burst in to capture him, but they are no match against the horde of ninjas that drop from the ceiling, because Snyder's actually a ninja master, and he has a ninja army. See, he was a protege of the grandpa, and he visits grandpa to get both his ninjas trained and to get the father in check. It's a weird, wacky, multi-generational family dynamic at play. It's called narrative economy, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't worry about it too much. (laughs) A wacky, sound-effect-filled fight ensues where the little ninjas fight the grown-ass ninjas and easily defeat them with their baby ninjutsu, even though they were able to take out a lot of well-armed federal agents just earlier. All right. Even though he easily could have done it in the scene before, Snyder hires the three dumbest criminals in the world to set up a Home Alone ripoff and kidnap these kids. They do a fun home invasion. They pizza pie the nanny. They pull out their guns and don't use them. And they slip on a bunch of jelly beans somehow, which is not a thing. You can't slip on jelly beans. You would just you would just crush them. You see, the boys decide that this is a good opportunity to prove to their martial arts hating dad that this is in fact a good idea to let the children train with grandpa by defeating these gun wielding home invaders, mm-hmm. which they do. Uh, but then they get kidnapped anyway. All these characters meet in a warehouse and have a generic warehouse fight where ninjutsu comes out supreme, except only the kids' ninjutsus, not the adults with their additional training and larger muscles. Did I miss anything? I know there's a subplot with neighborhood bullies who are not ninjas and they're just dicks and they shouldn't be picking fights with actual ninjas. Yeah, I, I mean, will Grandpa. say uh, in, the, uh, in the original um, American version, the whole bully subplot thing is uh, largely edited out. The one that you probably oh. watched was the actual international version. <laughs> and in the American version, they cut out most of the bully thing in order to maintain a PG rating because they thought the bullying was a sensitive subject. Yeah, that's the problem in the movie. Did they leave all the fucking yeah. guns, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's America. Come Jesus on. Christ. This, so, this yeah. movie's relationship with guns is so weird. <laughs> You mean beautiful. I don't. I mean weird. <laughs> I mean, it sometimes is. they can be weird and beautiful, but in this case, like, this is a movie for children, and every all the ninjas have guns, and well, they're encouraging well, children to just run up to and punch people with guns. Uh, well, I but I'm we do realize that real ninjas don't use guns, as is clearly stated. Mm-hmm. Those people are not real ninjas. Okay. Movie has a has a message, but they're very much they dressed do. like ninjas, and everyone calls them ninjas. 
I mean, real ninjas do things like use, you know, stacks of CDs like shurikens to mm-hmm, defeat mm-hmm. home invaders with weapons. Yep, and vegetable oil on, on surfaces mm-hmm. and shoelaces mm-hmm. to tie doors closed. And, you know, don't forget, you should definitely just, like, spray paint your mask white and hide in a room that you were painting in, and you totally yeah. won't breathe the fumes don't worry of about these spray-painted yeah. <laughs> mask that you just did 30 seconds ago. I have so many re-edits in my head from the entire Home Alone sequence, which is like a third of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We They're get in introduced to these like stoner surfer criminals. Uh, I do like their introduction, <laughs> which is just them shopping at a convenience store, very confused about everything, very excited to get some chips. And also, we're going to rob you, guy. <laughs> yeah, I hate those guys. <laughs> They really suck, but they have their moments. And you I do mean, get Yeah. You get a fun home alone uh homage. Is homage too nice? This movie's ripping off Home Alone. <laughs> home Alone came out the year before. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out the year before. And this movie is like, let's do ninjas and Home Alone. And if you think I'm being too harsh, I looked up the VHS box art today and on the top it says, It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets Home Alone. Exactly. You know, oh, but you know what? A... You, there's this. That's not a problem with you, Scott. <laughs> no, <laughs> like you're much calmer. Okay, okay. It's it's. Thought I had it's, you there. You know, it's just like when Schmuckers came out with the jar that had the peanut butter and jelly in the jar, so you don't have to waste, you know, two jars. You just get it all in one. This is that movie. It's <laughs> it's that. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> yeah, this is really the Schmuckers of. Of the '90s filmmaking, I, yep. I see it. Yep. I don't know. Yep. My mom always. <laughs> you you seem upset, Sage. <laughs> I'm upset on a number of those, but mostly I'm upset that he got me, <laughs> and he wins this round. Point Scott. I uh, I'd like to point out that I'm pretty sure the uh, the line "haya" uh, has about oh. 187 word count in this movie. They definitely say um, "haya" more than "ninja." And they say ninja a lot. Yeah, I'm saying like in almost every fight sequence or training sequence, they say, yeah, and it's all three kids doing it as well as yep. their grandpa does it as well as some of the bad guys do it sometimes. And it's literally the most used word, I think, of probably any movie ever made. It, it, it That single word is used literally almost 200 times in this movie. And it's... um. It's, you know, it just adds something to the fight scenes. In case you didn't already find yourself enthralled by the very obviously over-the-top rubber weapons that kind of bend (laughs) and flop around in every fight scene. There are so many swords in this movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's as many swords as there are out-of-focus shots. (laughs) You know, different times. Different times. Not... Not really. <laughs> not, n- not. I mean, really. you also have a hard R uh, in terms of. <laughs> oh yeah. Just in terms oh, yeah. of different times. That that's that's one thing that we don't we don't use the the R word for mentally handicapped people anymore. I'm not. Oh, sure I thought you meant there was rating. a hard R rating version of no, this no, no, movie. No, no, no. no I'm just like, talking about different times. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's when he is. Um, uh, he's having the uh, comp the uh, the. The Adorable. Uh, straight cup yeah. conversation with his like pseudo girlfriend Rocky is is talking to her uh, Emily and uh, at one point calls um, his brother yeah the uh, the R word and you're just kind of like oh I forgot that in the 90s this got thrown around a lot uh, <laughs> they do call his brother racist um. <laughs> those uh those little tin can like hookups with the extendable arms though. Pretty fly. I was into pretty that. Pretty smart. That may be that jealous as a kid. Maybe jealous now that I don't know <laughs> any of my neighbors. <laughs> yep. Speaking of, uh, of of racist, how much do we love the only Japanese person in this movie being the grandfather? Okay. And and their only attempt, their only attempt oh, to they make brush it worse. away the facts that that 
these kids are very obviously not Japanese is the one moment of like, there's the photo of grandpa and they're like, who's that grandpa? And he's like, that's your grandmother. And it's a very tall, like very white blonde woman. <laughs> and you're just like, really? It's just, it's going to dilute that much as it goes down the tree. Then yeah, there's just to these well, three just... beautiful Aryan babies. <laughs> You get to yeah. see their moms. Like she's like, must be my Asian side. Oh yeah. So this entire movie, I was wondering if they were going to address it, if they were going to try to like jump through some hoops to do that, just pretend the kids were like a quarter Asian. I'm almost surprised with like '90s Hollywood, they didn't just cast two white kids and one Asian kid and be like, ah, one of them came out Asian. <laughs> That's oh how God. dynamics no, works. They just. Uh, they just pretend that the mother is half Asian. Uh, mother, just as white as as everyone. I I found out today, and I should probably verify this before I say it, that Keanu Reeves is apparently half or a quarter Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he was to just play a Japanese person in a movie, I would raise an eyebrow. <laughs> I think most people would. Yeah. Not, Didn't he? Not- well, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see Forty Seven Ronin. That's a movie that takes place in Japan and starts. Yeah, movies. I didn't either. But I. Kind but of I wasn't assumed. sure if he was just gonna be Japanese in it, or if it was a Great Wall scenario or whatever. I might. I mean, that at least makes me comfortable enough to check it out. I'm sure it's terrible for other reasons. Like I didn't see it because it didn't look like a good movie. But the the mother in the car uh, blames something on her Asian side and then blames something on her. Not white side, American sides. Well, and also, I mean, Victor Wong, who plays the grandfather, is Chinese. He's not Japanese. Yes, that's great. <laughs> uh, he's and he's you know he's the guy. He's um, Egg Shen from Big Trouble in Little China. So I'm always yes. happy to see him on screen. Yes, he was. He is. I will say the only recognizable person in this movie. No <laughs> one. Here's what truly astonishes me about this film, especially when we compare it to other things that we've done on the podcast or that I've seen recently, is that there's no one in this movie is the start of their career. There's not, like, a young Ryan Gosling in this. Sam Rockwell doesn't do a tour through a skate studio. Uh, There's not a single Ernesto Reyes in this movie. Rob Schneider's not the uh, sidekick. These are Surf Ninjas reference. Ernesto Rios Jr. was also a little I know who, like, three of those people are. I think you've mentioned a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't have uh, Leslie Nielsen as the bad guy. In fact, the bad guy from this, I did not find a single other credit from him on IMDb. (laughs) This is his only movie. Oh, and the same can be said for the kids. The majority of actors don't make it out of these movies, if that makes sense. Um, outside, of, like Victor Wong, like they they literally. But but I will say that very obviously, each movie ramps up in terms of like prowess and celebrity, ending in High Noon and Megan Mountain, having Hulk Hogan in it, and you know some more recognizable faces. If you watch that one, I think one of um, them has Donald Logue is what I was was reading through, and that almost yeah. made me see it. Except I saw a Three Ninjas movie. <laughs> <laughs> now. If I can get into to please. like production side of, yes, of this movie, see Tell one us, of the most producer Scott Wickman. The, uh, one of the most entertaining things about it, this this entire series as a whole is that is that uh, Three Ninjas. The, this <laughs> this is super fun. Four movies total, right? Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, Three Ninjas Kick Back, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. All mm-hmm. right, that's that's your four movies. The first movie. And the third movie were both shot in the same year. They shot those those two movies. The first one and the third one were shot in the same year with the same kids. Right, and they loaded the rings it. And in between it, a second movie got made because a different company got – like a different studio took over. And they did the second movie, and they recasted it, so it's completely different kids. And then they backtracked, and they went, well, we already have this other movie. It wasn't out. The third one wasn't out. And they were like, oh, well, we already have this other movie, so we might as well put it out and try and recoup some of our money off of it. So they took the footage and kind of redid it, and it it came out as movie as movie three, but technically it's like a prequel, so it's technically movie 1.5. 
And yeah. it's and so, but if you're watching it in like actual order, and as like I don't know, a young kid, you don't know any of this because you're not keeping up on what's going on in the studio world and all this other stuff. Nor did you have any idea that they filmed the third one already before the second one even came out or was filmed. You're watching and you see the first one, and you're like, Three Ninjas, awesome, great." Then you watch the second one, and it's completely different cast, except for Victor Wong, who's still in all of them. Right. Uh, uh, and then, and then you go and watch the third one, and it's back to the kids that were in the first one, and you're a little like, "What?" And then you get to the fourth one, and the fourth one's an entirely new cast again. So there's actually completely different sets of kids. But uh, sorry, even more confusing in in number two. The kid that plays Colt is the same kid in one, two, and three, but the kid that play the kids that play Rocky is the same in one and three, but not in two and four. And two and four are two different kids. So there's three different kids that play Rocky, and the kids in uh, the kid that plays Tum Tum is the same in one and three, and then different in two and four again. So there's three different people that play him in within four movies as well. They're, so that it changes. There will be a test after this podcast. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It oh, is man. so entertaining. That was exhausting. That's wild. Yeah, I am exhausted. That's like trying to go to the Friday the Thirteenth or the Nightmare on Elm Street movies more accurately. Uh, so yeah. I watched all of these movies as a kid, probably more than once. Uh, I definitely never noticed that the kids were different, <laughs> and I probably watched them in a row. <laughs> yep. See, I, I think I only saw Three Ninjas kick back and didn't really register that it was a sequel. I didn't know what they're kicking back about. I assumed they were just yeah. relaxing and going on vacation. Every one of these doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be a sequel title. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're pretty great. Uh also this is <laughs> sure. Th- this is this is one of my how do I put this? This is one of my favorite things about these movies is we just talked about how ridiculous these movies are. We just talked about how like the production and all, all over the place craziness of it is the director of this first one. Three is Ninjas, the only famous person in this movie <laughs> is John Turtletrob. Right. He, uh, he he directed Cool Runnings. He yep. directed While You Were Sleeping. Disney's he directed Phenomenon. He directed Instinct. He did the National Treasure movies. He did the uh, more recently. He's the director of The Meg. That is right. You this know? movie is by the director of The Meg, but it's got a yes. lot of out of focus shots at ADR, and it's. Mm-hmm. It is it, well, but I mean, I'm just saying, like you look at the movies he did after this, and you're just kind of like. This guy's a good director, but you look at this and you're like, oh man, someone, someone, someone totally took a, a swing at just being like, hey kid, you want to direct a movie? And he was like, yeah, man. And they were like, yeah, it's about ninjas. And he was just like, cool. And they're like, they're all suburban white kids. And he's like, all right, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess he was, and ran with he it. was 29 when this came out. So that, that's pretty young. I feel like he peaked with Cool Runnings, so I mean that was Victor only a, a Wong year was later. Twenty nine when this came out. John Turtle Tap. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, Cool Runnings is fantastic. Phenomenon's uh, a well done. Film. I haven't seen that many. I mean, I know him from National Treasure and The Meg, which are well, okay. well, well, well. not not you not have great seen movies, in my <laughs> National Treasure Two Book of Secrets, correct? You know, I didn't come back after that first helping. I was just plenty full on that series. Well, Damn. I mean, you just wait until the next day. And you got you got to <laughs> eat again. You got to eat more National Treasure yeah. Two Book of Secrets. A, yeah. a nice and appropriately long title. Fair. Yeah. Um, High so... noon at secret book. <laughs> he's he's definitely got a uh, uh, a list of films that are a little like all over the place. Yeah. Definitely props to being a director that's like, you know what? I'm going to try one of these now and just kind of bounce around. Now it's I'm going to not... make the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not in a great way. Like he's, um, you know, uh, uh, someone who does a uh, really good job of bouncing around in like film genres and types and and everything else is. Um, um, uh, James Mangold. James Mangold has done that his entire career, and he's fantastic. So this is kind of like your like 
Kmart version of James Manfold. Like, knew like, how to take a paycheck, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I'll do a ninja movie. I'll do a movie about a Jamaican bobsled team. I'll do it. Like, you're just kind of like, you just want to see. And these are also both know. Disney movies. Like, those two specifically yes. are, yeah, he, you know, he's in a studio system even at that time. Oh, very much so. Sure. Sorcerer, sure. I think, book, uh, National Treasure, all those. Um, Disney's The Kid, I believe, yeah. is made by Touchstone. So, <laughs> is that what? It's a good bit. This movie's Touchstone. Not that it matters. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that's uh, it's fun stuff. And then I already hit you guys with the 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 fact that for some reason they needed an American version and an international version. Um, so which, of this movie. which version? I, I definitely watched the international version on Hulu, yes. Uh, yes. which had sound effects during the fight, all of the fights, uh, which which I read were put into the. Maybe I have it backwards. I don't know. I just know what version has wacky sound effects during the fights, where the ninjas are just made out of cartoon sound effects. Oh yeah, no, there's, there's. Not. I'm pretty sure that's the international version. Um. Uh, there, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened. Like I said, they like cut the whole ending in the American version. They cut the whole like bully ending thing mm -hmm. where like they get the bikes back and stuff. That's just not in there. They're just kind of like, ah, that would not a, a higher note than that. International communities, like they don't need to get their bikes back. Like, you know, that earlier thing that's still in the movie, we're never going to resolve it internationally because internationally they don't care about your damn bikes. Like, <laughs> It's just a weird, it's a like cold it's... world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh... oh man. But in it's, America, it's we fantastic. get our bikes back because American exceptionalism, as we all know. Yes, yes. Oh, speaking of, I, I mean, we have to address the fact that being a young ninja and wonderful, amazing ninja skills immediately lead you to also being a killer player in basketball that goes hard in the paint. They're the like, same that's, skills. That is the fantastic <laughs> skill set. They gave him nine um, points. But still a little only, cocky, yeah. Why would you give him nine points? I don't know. They I didn't mean, even ask for him. It was very confusing nope. to me. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I mean, let's – I mean, we'll, we'll – We'll look at Victor Wong's, you know, grandpa's lesson to Colt in the beginning is the ninja is not overconfident, and they were. It's also – yeah, I was trying to, trying to place all those lessons because you got lessons such as don't start a fight, you can't win, or you're not going to win. But also don't fight anyone who's less, like, well-trained than you or something. Um, it's like don't pick on those weaker than you, but don't fuck with anyone that you're not going to immediately beat up. And gonna be honest, I'd already completely glazed over at this point. Well, I know they, it's like three minutes into the film. I, they, well, I feel, they keep saying. I feel like I can't tell if it's their new. One, they're saying new ones or just retreading them and not quite remembering what the rules were. You know, like you got to be a friend of your uh, environment. But mm -hmm. I think they say it like six different times in different ways. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the bold statement that maybe this movie doesn't have a clear thesis statement. <laughs> It's that real ninjas don't use guns, Sage. Correct. Yeah. And and it's that if you train one properly as a ninja and two with the right purity of heart, um, you can take out, you know, adults that are three times your size. Who have AR fifteen have have <laughs> weapons and you know and, and the, the killer thing that's funny to me about that is also once they actually show up at the uh the the, the, the ship warehouse, mm -hmm. uh all those guys training look like pretty badass at that point. And I'm just all like, they have at least some level of competence that, you know, these little kids have no chance. And yet, what happens? <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's so much and sword that's... swinging and no one gets stabbed in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, and, and there's even a, I mean, a part towards the end where the one the one character I'm really interested in, who basically is Asian oh. Joker, he's got like he's got the face paint and he's striking a stance and he licks his blade and he comes at the boys and they just they just release some steam and they start to cut him with the sword and his pants fall off. I'm yep. like, oh, I wanted to see more of that character, but okay. That's the first interesting thing you did in this movie. And then um 
you know the very the very important moment when they had the uh, the training dummy dummy mm-hmm. and grandpa yep. said you know you, you only do this when you have to save your life and he showed them all the points on the human body that you have to like hit to kill and obviously the first one to take that swing is uh maybe some foreshadowing that you know when they were training on the dummy the first thing that tum tum does is he's the first one to start training on it and he just goes up and starts kicking it in the balls repeatedly for like a three minute scene while they're talking and just keeps going ding ding and then when they fight the really big henchman guy that's the first thing that tum tum does when it gets like heavy he just goes bam right the nuts and i go you know what that's some valid that's some valid ninja skill right there. I'm, yeah. I'm also going to say that even though – so the choreography in this movie I was expecting to be worse. It's not awful when you have like kids fighting adults. There's only so much you could do to make it remotely believable. Um, for the for the children who are not five years old, Tub Tub was a little hard to swallow. <laughs> Well, it's the constant, like, you got it. Every single ninja gets kicked in the shin, bends over so their face is within punching range (laughs) over and over again. Just to make this physicality work in any way, shape, or form. And it's just like a a next level version of puttying or like just letting, you know, the heroes beat you up. It's it's a lot for like, you know, this is an hour and what? Hour and 30? 40? This movie was at least four hours, Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) um i mean the tum tum's ability to do all of this at his age while constantly power snacking Mm -hmm. that's a mood though like that's that's a pretty strong vibe that i can get into and also big fan that tum tum is obviously a red vines over twizzlers fan which is like that's my jam so you know, that's an important statement to I make in a movie. Muckers was your jam. I thought we just <laughs> went over this. No. Okay. That's peanut butter and jelly. Jelly and jam are two different things. Gosh. Fight me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I know I know you guys already cast your 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 distaste for our three like Bill and Ted speaking uh kidnappers. Oh boy. But like they have the best lines in the movie in my opinion. Oh, I thought they I was were trying delightful. to think of. Like, cause there's like, gotta love being a bad guy is a fun one. And then they've got the, uh, all right, let's feast and then felony. <laughs> yeah. I've also, no, yeah, that, that was the most enjoyable part of the movie to me, as I've said, but it was also just, it's like a third of the movie. Yeah. It's very long. <laughs> this movie's yeah. just very long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those guys are literally, they're the pendulum of mm-hmm. the, the movie as a whole is they have, the moments of like, ha, ah, that was funny or that was great. And then they have the like, why are you still on screen? Like, it's the both. It's the like, can it's literally the best and the worst all yep. wrapped up into a. I do yeah. want to ask something for my own headcanon. So mm-hmm. these kids were told, or sorry, these uh, these teenagers were told, you need to kidnap these children uh, or you'll <laughs> Wait, be murdered. And then they fail to do that, and they're never seen from the rest of the movie. So are these characters dead? I would say no, because at no point in time did they have the uh, the manpower to go and take care of that because they were busy taking care of three kids that were much more problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, really – uh, uh, an international uh, arms dealing operation can only focus so much of its time and effort on on certain things, and I feel like they just didn't have the bandwidth really um, to take care of these these other knuckleheads. And they were the bad guy's assistant's nephew. Not that that guy seemed to have that. that much weight, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 bad guy dynamics are are really. All over the place. You guys have any any more Three Ninjas thoughts before we go into our ranking system? I would like to say that I felt like the bad guy was your perfect, like, almost, like, quintessential 90s, like, Miami slightly sleaze bad guy. They just added, like, the ninja factor to him. He's sleazy shredder, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it, he's he. Oh man, it, it, that is like a defining character of the '90s. Is there's a character similar to that in so many action movies throughout the entirety of '90s films? What does he say as the helicopters coming up? 
Oh no, he doesn't. Does he say "I love being the bad guy" in this movie? Or Maybe is that that's his line. Yes. Yeah, God, I love yeah. being the bad. God, guy. I love being the bad guy. I'm thinking of <laughs> I'd love to stay, but I gotta fly, and a helicopter comes up. Yes, <laughs> which was yes. clearly half this movie's budget. <laughs> um, yeah, likely they definitely didn't have a budget. A for third of it takes place in one house. Weapons. Hey, you listen. You gotta be smart. Now, I will. I will. I will remind you that. All of these movies were profitable. Wow. I guess they must have been because, like, the way Hollywood works is this is Turtle Tom's like third film. He doesn't get to make the bank if this loses money. <laughs> no, I mean it, it. And again, because of the craziness of of how they shot things and how one and three were shot basically together, the one and three's budget was a combined thing. Mm-hmm. They basically did it as a package deal. But then, but then. One alone made more than enough money to cover both budgets, which is why they were like, oh, we got this other movie. We should do something with it because we've already made our money back, and we technically did that all on the first film. Like the first film alone almost doubled the production costs for both movies. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like a big industry. a big thing about this, and 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 why I get into it as like, dude, Three Ninjas is great. Is is just is that is that it is it is so quintessential like '90s kid stuff that like it's like you were saying. Although we're making jokes about it, you have like Ninja Turtles and Home Alone and so many of these other things. And this was like if you were in this age group and you saw this movie in the United States, you were generally like, "Hell yeah!" Like I could be a ninja. Like there's this bonding thing with other kids these age. Yep. My brother and I bonded over destroying the walls in our basement afterwards. You know, like this is an important thing that you were just like yeah i can go and be a ninja you know you yeah i remember distinctly i did one of the most embarrassing things ever i remember distinctly that some some rough housing occurred in our cul-de-sac one time and my brother literally ran into the house and came back out 10 minutes later in his ninja outfit because he was going to show him what's up like and it was just <laughs> one of those things that it, it, no training whatsoever but like i'm gonna intimidate him with my ninja gear and oh man like it it's yeah can't can't fight that nostalgia no i remember it's i remember like slow motion fighting with my friends and like you know uh my buddy had a little brother who we'd let be like the guy who beat everyone up mm-hmm. so like being even like a younger kid at this time I can't imagine how much fun that was to be like a small kid and have like your older brother and their friends let you beat them up all day long. Mm -hmm. No one ever let me beat them up. We had to fight fair. You see, (laughs) when you're a ninja, you should only fight. I already forgot the rest of it. (laughs) I also will say we, you know, before we cast any dispersions on this, I want to compliment the structure of the film. We'd already talked about the jelly beans, maybe not working as something that you might slip on. But it was nice, like, to bring that in and really, like, all these ninjas, you know, they've got those weird... All the ninjas have, like, face masks on, like, little bubble domes that kind of look like Among Us spacesuit things, uh, which are clearly uh, jelly bean guards. But mm-hmm. the but the ninja, like, the main ninja bad guy is, like, too cocky to, like, use one, and it's his ultimate it's really downfall. really his only flaw. <laughs> the grandpa well, has a pocket full of jelly beans... Throws him into the guy's throat, nearly chokes to death. End of movie. Listen, four ropes are stronger than one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Rocky, Colt, and Tom Tom will be my brothers forever. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're ready to uh, rate this movie. Uh, we have a special system, but uh, I forgot what it is. Gavin, remind <laughs> me. Well, our system breaks down into three categories. Is it still good? Is it better as a memory, uh, or should we shove jelly jelly beans into this movie's throat until it can no longer breathe, and then um, dispose of the body uh, off the books, you know, and uh, never speak of it again? Who who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Uh, I mean, you, you can. I mean, you don't want me to go first on this. <laughs> um. Well, so I guess. 
this was my first time seeing this movie, so it's weird to what? put it... Again, like I, I think I only saw um I think I saw Three Ninjas Kick Back. That was oh, okay. the one that I saw. You saw a Three Ninjas. Yes. Um but this was my first time seeing Three Ninjas. Right. Just Three Ninjas. Yeah, I, I No subtitle. I had heard of, you know, obviously uh High Noon at Mega Mountain, because first of all it's the best title of the three. Um and it has Hulk Hogan in it, but the one that I had seen was Kickback, which I remember like there's a a cool dagger in, which you know I'm sure was some great merch. But this movie, man, I've been watching like I saw um, Enter the Dragon for the first time last week, and I just watched the uh, first three movies of the It Man series, <laughs> and I've been on like a martial arts kick for a minute, so this was a little painful. <laughs> To watch uh, three kids beat up ninjas uh, with some of less good choreography, I'll, I'll say. I'm going to give it, like, a better as a memory. Because uh, I'm glad it exists. I love it as a cultural touchstone. And, like, as a thing for kids, like, I think it's great. There's some, you know, weird 90s cultural things wrapped up in it. Like, you know, obviously the Japanese appropriation and casting a Chinese guy as a Japanese guy and like that kind of stuff. But that aside, you know, it's goofy. It's fun. Uh, if I was a kid or like when I was a kid, I remember liking the series, the parts that I saw. Yeah, that, that's kind of as deep as it goes. It's not it's not a trash fire, but it's, you know, it's not a great kung fu film either. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Scott go last because I think <laughs> it'll be good to, to pick us up. I've been really excited to cover something like this on the podcast. Um, when I was growing up, there was a lot of movies I loved that I didn't find out were good until later because I would put Three Ninjas in the same category as Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park or movies that I figured out were good in high school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I was really nervous to go back because uh, what if it's not good? What if I don't like it? Um, this is a trash movie for little babies, and that's where it belongs. <laughs> that said... It's it's still better than the movie I watched afterwards, which was Tax Collector. <laughs> it is better as a memory. It, it, it's definitely a movie that you watch now. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of movies that um, you watch now and you can go... Wow, I was a dumb child. Um, <laughs> then that can that can be your response, and to to a degree, that's what happens when you see this, right? Because because I watch it again, especially after having not watched it in like ten years, mm -hmm. and and part of the whole thing that I I want to circle back to that in this kind of final iteration. Um, ten years ago when I watched it, it literally was my I won't go into specifics, but my brother had a very horrible set of things happen in like a one week period while he was in the process of moving to an entirely new state and city and um was very as one might put it down in the dumps mm -hmm. and i literally ordered us a bunch of food and i i compiled all four of these movies uh and we, unbeknownst to him, and I brought booze and food and these movies over, and we just sat there and ate a bunch of food and watched these movies and laughed our asses off. And just the entire time just talked about, like, how fucking dumb were we as children <laughs> that that – because you think back on this and legitimately like it's a great childhood memory and and for what it was when you were a kid it was one of those cool movies mm -hmm. because it's it's kids being inserted into situations that make no sense whatsoever but as a yeah, child there's AG, that, that cody banks you're yeah it, it, it's spy kids you know that to me is like it is this is an older equivalent of those kind of similar more modern films is that you have this like nostalgia reference and stuff i wholeheartedly can watch it as an adult and immediately go this is horrible in so many ways and there's a reason that no one's career continued after these <laughs> movies but, <laughs> but but it's it's 
it's completely like it is a wonderful memory. It is a fantastic childhood memory. I think it served a great purpose. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that you can be like, hey, Three Ninjas. And people are like, fuck yeah, Rocky, Colton, Tum Tum. People remember <laughs> those names, right? Which They might even – they will probably not even remember so many other horrible things about it. But they will remember Rocky, Colton, Tum Tum. Like they will remember that shit, and it's and it's it it serves a place in like nineties nostalgia. Um, but beyond that, no, we're we definitely this isn't something that anyone's going to be being like, hey, you know, we should remake the Three Ninjas movies. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, well, hold up, Scott. Oh no, because <laughs> you have effortlessly segued us into the reboot section of the podcast. You hit his trap card. <laughs> We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s. Oh, it's not a remake, it's a reboot. You see, the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity. What the fuck is a reboot? So all they do now is recycle shit from the past. We're working on less of a shriekle and, and more of a screamake. Expect us all not to notice. I like it. Another! <laughs> so, everything that we loved as a kid, whether it's good or not, will get repackaged to us. You're a producer, you know this. So if you have to bring us uh, Three Ninjas, whether it's a sequel, whether it's a reboot, uh, whether it's a miniseries, whatever, some property with the title Three Ninjas, what does that look like? What does that look like? What does it look like if it's done right or if it's done just as bad? The way that you want to see it. The way that you want to see it. The way I want to see it. The, you know who I would – there's either one of, of two options here immediately that my brain goes to is is that you take a movie like this and you look at something that's a modern equivalent and you basically go Three Ninjas, Spy Kids. You go, Robert Rodriguez, you're making a remake of Three Ninjas and he does the casting and he does the everything mm-hmm. and you're going to make a movie that's a reboot – that is better than the originals, and it'll probably be entertaining as shit. That's a good idea, and I bet he'd be down to do it, honestly. That seems so, like such an easy sell. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't happened that's, already. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. <laughs> right? Like, I would watch it, especially because... I don't know if I'd watch look it. At, <laughs> I would watch the hell out of it. I saw all the Spy Kids movies. Like, he made those movies, and he specifically talked about how, why he made those yeah. movies. And he goes, because I kind of did... Everything that I was enjoying doing at the time, I wanted to change, and my kids were that age. And I went, I'm making these movies for my kids. I don't care about anything else. I'm just making for these kids. And these kids love those movies. He's still making yeah. them. His kids aren't. To be clear, that wasn't that wasn't a dispersion on those films. It's just like those movies yes. are made for who they're made for. And he knows exactly. it's not it's not about me. <laughs> and so and because he went in that one mindset, there's a lightheartedness yeah. to those films. And I feel like you give him that with that mentality and doing a three ninjas reboot in a modern day and people will gobble it up and they would love it and he would probably have fun making it and I would totally watch a modern version and it would probably be ten times better than <laughs> any of the originals. <laughs> so do I think it needs to happen? No. If it happened the right way, that's that's my the only the only other direction uh uh reboot that I think that could be good. I bear with me on this is if you really lean into like the ridiculousness of it and you instead of making it a modern reboot, you literally have someone try and do a 90s reversion so to speak and you give it to someone like taika watiti and just make it hilarious mm-hmm. to the max and really lean into making it very 90s and very ridiculous and i bet it would be also very entertaining okay gavin you got any man i mean i think those two are both excellent i i would maybe tops uh toss steven chow's name in sure uh, but like at this point you're getting an actual good ninja movie <laughs> <laughs> Which is all right. You can you can you can request a good three digits, well, but that's no. Just... I mean, I think he's also got a certain lightheartedness to his work. You know, he he's done kids movies before, and I. But I mean, it's not that dissimilar from the Robert Rodriguez angle. I think that they're both working in a very similar space where they can do amazing action films. They both have strong handle on like special effects. Um, that's not grounded, but that's never what these movies were about. So, you know, fuck it. Take it to the moon. Have fun with it. Yeah. 
that's fair because it has that kind of like if you did a modern reboot that was solid, you, it has that like kung fu hustle or Shaolin soccer yeah. kind of vibe that you could take to it that would be fantastic. It just bothers me that there was always a good version of Three Ninjas and they just didn't make it. <laughs> make them surf. That's my reboot. You make them surf. <laughs> surf ninjas. One of them is a uh, – well, hold up. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, secretly the prince to a oceanic island nation. And yes, it's surf ninjas. <laughs> one of them is oh, Rob gosh. Schneider. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I mean, mean only barely more seriously – <laughs> Have either of you seen – SNL does a wonderful little cartoon called Middle-Aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I've, I've at least seen the opening titles of it, yeah. It's it's wonderful. Their lives don't turn out how they want. They all have back problems. <laughs> I want okay. that version right. of Three Ninjas where like three of the eight kids that played the Three Ninjas across the movies. I don't give a shit who. Um <laughs> They're just like they're just living very unsatisfied lives because since they were a kid, like ninjas disappeared. There were no ninjas past the past the nineties. The world moved on to other things, and they just they just had no place. Um, I only have a first act to this movie. I, no, I, I love it okay. because no, they've all they've gone into corporate work. They've had to re- resort to their like government names that their parents gave them, not the ninja no one calls grandpa them gave them. <laughs> He yeah. just wants to be called Tub Tub. Instead, he's one of these kids is actually called Michael Douglas, if I believe. Yeah. None yes. of, well, again, like I, I was calling you out because like it's very important that they are named by their grandfather and their ninja names are Colt, uh, Rocky, Tum Tum, and Rocky. Because you know Rocky, that classic, you know, classic ninja, ninja from name. that seventies yeah. Rocky so, Ninja. Movie. Please reminder that there is no such thing as a Japanese tradition called the Day of Names. <laughs> it's completely fabricated and bullshit. Are you and sure the... about that? Because you might be insulting people right now. <laughs> no, I am 1,000% sure because I remember that from a while ago, and then I double-checked it this morning afterwards because I was going to bring that point up, and then I was like, mm, let me double-check, and I Googled it, and it, there's nothing. All right, well, we're but very yeah, no, big so in Japan, so they're they're you're they're, right. They're all congressmen um, now. They're going by their government names. January 6th rolls around. <laughs> I, I, I'll i say, say that, they're all congressmen? That, uh, <laughs> yes. And then the, the capital is stormed. No. And they have to discover their... They, they have to bring back their inner ninja to, to save the United States of America. It's White House down you with talk- the cast of Three Ninjas? Yeah, I was going to say, is this Angel has Fallen or White House? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Starring Rocky, okay. Colt, and Tom Tom. So Rocky, a.k.a. I, our, I our, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of them's the president, probably sure. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> but like that's that's our version of a burned out person who's lost their way as the you know, American the president. president. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, the '90s was also just this was that wave of like ninjas and everything. And I will say, this is what five years before Beverly Hills Ninjas, probably mm-hmm. like Beverly Hills Ninja, which is probably one of the Hills best Ninja, ninja movies in the '90s. Um, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know what's funny though is I just thought about this. Is we're talking about this reboot and everything, and you mentioned this this you know middle aged Ninja Turtles thing. You could totally just take the vein of something that we've already seen that's doing it right now is in Cobra Kai. I, I mean, I Sage, feel like there's only Sage room for one Cobra wa- Kai. We've been watching all this at the. You and I have both been watching all of Cobra Kai recently, so I knew yeah. that was. Deep no, it didn't even bloodstream. cross my mind because, like, Three Ninjas doesn't have any interpersonal dynamics <laughs> that are worth exploring years later. You have to make them up. Well, it's no, I'm be- sorry. This movie saying. is so afraid of having character development or plot. Can we go back to my Rodriguez reboot? Because <laughs> sure. the best thing about that is I just thought about the fact that you look at Spy Kids and how he, he just inserts Danny Trejo into those movies and he could totally do Danny that Trejo with old man Snyder. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, based, based on Hulk Hogan's current popularity levels, may, may, you know, miles, totally miles solid. Chris <laughs> Hemsworth it's a safe is choice. About to play oh no, just get Chris Hemsworth while he's still uh, hulked up. Oh, One man. thing I want to just mention too, is just like this current time and place felt like the exact wrong time and place to revisit this movie for me. Cause when you were talking about just 
seeing this movie with a group of friends on a couch eating food like no matter where we're on in life just being able to be on a couch with someone else drinking booze and eating junk food while watching this movie sounds like one of the best nights i can imagine right now so on a like (laughs) slightly sad note like watching this by myself like eating breakfast (laughs) which just (laughs) felt like the wrong way to watch this movie i that's fair i would have loved to see this tonight like on a couch with you guys eating eating food and drinking but uh so i just want to leave that in there too like that's fair yeah it it makes sense well it's a great movie that you throw on because it's horrible enough that you don't actually got to pay attention but when you check in every once in a while there's something that you can garner from it that you're like holy shit what that was ridiculous (laughs) and (laughs) but otherwise you don't got to pay attention to it and you can talk too much and drink better for not yeah (laughs) well on that on that sad note uh scott (laughs) thank you so much for dropping by with all your three ninjas uh wisdom where can we find you on the internet if we really don't like what you had to say? <laughs> um, you can find me on my website, which is literally just scottwickman.com. And um, that has all the things that I produce and uh, work on, both in the music video and commercial and TV and feature film world. And um, otherwise, don't don't look me up. Don't try and find me. Um, because like a ninja, I won't be there. God damn. <laughs> Gavin, any final thoughts? Uh, if you want to strike back <laughs> at the podcast, you can find us at... Is that the, is that the wrong? <laughs> it's perfect. That's what it's called. Kickback and knuckle up. Kickback, damn it. <laughs> oh, I too thought it was strike back. I just keep thinking like it's... No, I know, I keep no thinking strength. of Star Wars. It's the, you know... <laughs> The Empire or the Three Ninjas, Tomato Tomato, Revenge of the Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Strike Back. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, if you want to return to the Jedi, the podcast, you can uh, find us at Still Good on Instagram. Still Good Pod. (laughs) Or Still Good Pod. It's also the best way to send us Uh, a message. Yeah. Um, Or I'm at Gavin V. Murray on those things. Same with the dot com works as well. Uh, safe. I'm at hold for plane and and a dot com as well, and I want to encourage everyone to watch Surf Ninjas and to not watch the Tax Collector. <laughs> All right. What is really going on? What makes you think you just gonna disrespect me, your friends, your family, and all the people around you? Ain't nothing gonna happen. I don't even think so. Hey, believe in yourself. Hey! <laughs> See, nobody move, nobody get hurt. Man, you ain't gonna do that. But watch me work as I persist to this and uplift the rapper grip. What up with that? <laughs> Check this. Self-control, I'll fold with a goal. My life is short and cold, so don't try to get bold. Ain't looking for no trouble, don't want to push a bubble. I got the power one, son. Power. Power of the kids, power.